So welcome to episode 92 of the Clarity Compressed Podcast. My name is Paul J. Daly, and I will be your host. Today, we are talking with the host of a podcast that is on iTunes New and Noteworthy, the one and only Alex Sanfilippo. Clarity can only really exist in the light of truth. Branding just isn't a tactic. It's a lifestyle change. Every week I give a moment of clarity, but this week the interview is so good that I don't want to waste any more time with the moment of clarity. So we'll see you next week on the moment of clarity. I'm so excited for what he's going to show me. Hurry up and show me Paul's This week, my pick is wearing things. That's physical clothes that remind you of the things you know are true. Earlier this week, I had a moment where I was a little fearful and discouraged because I'm about to release a workshop into the world and there's all this judgment that can come with that. And I realized that I needed to have courage. So I wore the shirt that you see in this clip, which is a really killer lion that has an eye patch, like he's been in a fight. And I realized you only have courage when you're afraid. So wearing that shirt actually gave me courage. It reminded me of the things I really want to believe and I really know are true. So my pick for this week is wearing things that remind you of the truth that you know. That's my pick for this week. So today's guest, as I mentioned in the intro, um, started a podcast and very quickly it began began to gain traction in the iTunes world and eventually got to the coveted spot of Apple's uh, our iTunes new and noteworthy podcast in business and entrepreneurship. Now, Alex takes a, a it's called creating a brand. It's a creating a brand podcast, and we so in this episode we talk about brand um, in the sense throughout all levels of business. Now, Alex comes at at it from a real unique perspective. He's just not a guy who started a podcast in his basement and he wants to tell everybody how to run business. Alex actually has legitimate experience all throughout the levels of business, uh, right now even still serving as an executive in an aerospace company. So he's been in the aerospace industry all the way down to startup entrepreneur, right? So he has this great uh, level of perspective and experience. I think you'll have a, uh, get a lot of good insight from this conversation I had with Alex. And I'm just really happy to share it with you from someone who actually has experience across the spectrum from executive level right down to solo entrepreneur. Alex, thank you so much for giving us some of your time today and the Clarity Compressed audience, uh, a little bit of your insight and your wisdom. Absolutely. So happy to be here, man. Okay, so for the people who don't know who you are, uh, you're making some real waves in the, in the podcast world, uh, kind of on the heat seeker list. You know, there's a million podcasts out there. Okay. And uh, so can you just start by like telling us, so here's a little meta, right? A podcast talking about podcasts. And um, but if you could just tell the audience a little about who you are and kind of what you're doing with your podcast and uh, anything else you want to share. Yeah, absolutely. Give me about 25 minutes here. I'll share my whole life story with you. (laughs) (laughs) You know how this goes. See, Alex is a podcast host. He's been on both sides of the microphone. He knows exactly what's up. I'll tell you what, real quick, I'm going to say, Paul, I really admire what you're doing on your side of the mic because I'll tell you what, interviewing somebody is much, much more pressure than being interviewed. So um, I got into podcasting a few years ago and um, launched terribly um, a different podcast that it's actually still live. I'm going to that one's with like a private community and things like that. But you know what? The second podcast, Creating a Brand, the one that I launched on July 2nd this year, I told myself I'm going to do this differently than I did the last one because the last one, again, I didn't know what I was doing. So um, 
it was July 2nd is when I decided to launch, but I, and people were always like, man, you were like an overnight success with podcasting because like that came out of nowhere and it hit like the, the Apple top charts and it reached a couple other, uh, different, you know, top 100 business podcasts, top 20 entrepreneurship podcasts. And I was like, man, that happened like overnight. And the truth is I spent months in it before that planning and practicing and figuring out how to really make a top rated podcast. So I spent a lot of time on that, but long story short, creating a brand is for entrepreneurs. It's educational, it's topical, it's interviews where we're just doing something similar to this show as well. We're just trying to add value to people's lives. And that's been my ultimate goal with that. I made an avatar that was, I believe me, five, 10 years ago. And I said, you know what, that's who I want to be able to speak to and help those people. So every episode has just been for that one individual. And thankfully it's, it's reached that person and helped a lot of people on the way. So I hit top 100 business podcast about a week after I launched. And that was just from the buzz. I asked people, anyone who commented said anything, I'm like, can you please share it with somebody? And we just kind of helped spread it and was really valuable content. I had my guest also sharing uh, their episode that they were in. Mm-hmm. So that was very helpful as well. And then the subcategories lot uh, launched and I changed it that same night that it came active and immediately hit like top 30 entrepreneurship and then worked down to top 20 and then got featured by Apple for, I think the full eight weeks that you could qualify for new and noteworthy. Wow. That's so. fantastic. That'll do it. So what got you like this? I don't know this part about you. Like yeah. what's, what's your background? Like what's your pedigree? Like how did you end up doing a brand business podcast? Like yeah, what did you so- do before that? So, uh, you know, I have a background in business. Let's put it this way. When I was growing up, I discovered really quick that I wasn't good at, I wasn't good at sports. I wasn't good at video games and, uh, I wasn't good at school. You know, it's like an awkward place to be, right? <laughs> it's it's kind of just weird to be. I was like, man, what am I actually going to be good at? I discovered the age of 12 when I decided to start selling used golf balls, uh, on our golf course. It was in the neighborhood I grew up in selling them back to golfers. That was passionate about business. I loved right. it at the age of 12 and just kind of went forward from there. I built my way up into this this company that at that point was a private company, which is now a publicly traded company, uh, into the executive level. So by far the youngest executive in the company and just found my passion for business there. And along the way, I also did some some coaching. So I got into to business coaching on the side, just helping people structure their business as well and to do so efficiently because a lot of people will, will, will launch and really just not have any idea of structures or any sort of systems to put in place. So I was doing a lot of coaching with that. However, I decided to launch the podcast because of my, my coaching gig, if you will. Mm-hmm. I discovered the people I wanted to reach the most, I wasn't able to. So yeah. I wanted to help that individual, that, that younger person in their, their early 20s, mid 20s, who's like, you know, I'm going to build something for myself. But they weren't able to do that because, you know, they just couldn't figure out how to put all the pieces together. And I get it. It's, it's super difficult to do still mm-hmm. in today's noisy world, right? And um, from there, I just was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to launch a podcast for this to, to try to help and impact more people. So that's like the whole journey there. My entire, I guess, the, the whole overlaying uh, vision and purpose behind it was to add value to people and to help as many people as I possibly could. Uh, I want to see people succeed in their journey of creating their own brand, whether that's personal, professional, whatever it may be. I, I want to yep. be the guy that's there to help out. That's a great uh, platform to kind of start building off of for this conversation. So our audience is is kind of segmented. We have um, a lot of people. We started as an automotive-based podcast just for the automotive industry, and then it kind of merged. Uh, we're on episode, I believe this is going to be episode 92 when it launches. So we've been doing every week for almost two years, and the 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 listenership has kind of merged from like auto industry to prof- auto professionals, and we have a lot of um, people in their probably 35 to 55 year old range, you know, on the executive business side. So um, for our, 
I like the fact that you have some executive experience because you understand what it is on that side. Yes, absolutely. Um, and you also understand what it is on the startup side. And I think the best business people today, whether that's just starting out or established executives, kind of embrace the similar mindset that you have to be really nimble and you have to be paying very close attention to attention in this day and age. Um, yeah, you're 100% so, right. And so kind of the shape that to kind of frame up the, the next few questions I'm going to ask. So your, your podcast, you talk a lot about creating a brand, mm-hmm. right? And you, yeah. you have different people on there. From my observation of the episodes that I listen to, it seems like um, there's a lot of interchangeability and a lot of compatibility with the word business, right? Yes. So brand on one side and business on one side. Um, when I talk about brand, it's in a certain lane, but I'm just really curious, like what is your perspective on what brand is today's economy and today's marketplace? Yeah. So brand? brand, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that this is becoming more and more popular for people to talk about, but like each of us, we, we are the brand ultimately. Right. And what we decide to do with ourselves, our lives, that's going to be what our, our brain's going to, our business is going to be reflected from that brand that we do for ourselves. We make for ourselves. So, and I, I believe that everything that you do with your business is reflect a reflection of your brand, which again goes back to you. But something as simple as like a a logo or the design you choose, it reflects you as a person. Um, and you know, the start ugly is something that I'm a firm believer in. Like it doesn't need to be beautiful when you start it <laughs> at all. But um, you know, when you see somebody that's been doing business for four and five years and um, everything is just a little bit sloppy, I'm not trying to be mean or anything like that. It's, it's really sloppy. That's a reflection on them as a person, their their brand that they have created. Yep. So to me, it's just that that's not really important to them. So what what is important? important. And let's find out what really gets them going. So for me, like when I'm, when I was thinking about the podcast, I was thinking about, okay, creating a brand, what does that mean? So for me, it means the business side, but also the personal side. And that's why I like today's episode that went live was about sleep, about how to get better sleep. Because at the end of the day, we're only produce good results if we're getting good sleep because a lot of what we do flows from that. So Mm -hmm. I believe that the brand goes back to us, but it also, it's an overflow. So it can't just be us thinking about us. It's how we're going to reflect and personify to the world around us. You know, it's, you said, you know, it's becoming a more popular topic to discuss. And, you know, the problem with buzzwords, it's like once something becomes a buzzword, it starts to get stripped of its actual meaning. And so like, I feel like the con like brand this year specifically, I mean, kind of over the years, you've seen it ramping up over the last two or three, especially when the term personal brand came into like our vernacular. Right. Um, So, so there is, I, I feel, I feel like a responsibility to kind of maintain like the word brand and like, okay, we gotta, we have to still define the parameters of this conversation because brand can get off the hinges that, oh, it's on brand, off brand. That's my brand, your brand, personal brand, business brand. Right. And then all of a sudden it's just brand, 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 brand. And then nobody knows what anybody's talking about. So, um, so the, the lane that you're taking, if I'm hearing you right, is like your brand is actually a reflection of you. And that's, your decision to do things in a certain way operationally, your decision to market in a certain way from an aesthetic standpoint with logos. Am I hearing that right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And and that, that stuff follows. Like day one, I didn't have a pretty website. I had broken pages and things like that. But long yep. term, it's what are you doing to develop it further? And yep. that's that's just my kind of opinion of it. Because like you're saying, we're kind of stretching the meanings or of what a brand is and what it could be. Yeah. Five years ago, if someone's talking about a brand, they're assuming you're talking about you know, a computer company, like I'm looking at yeah. Logitech speaker right now, you know, that's like Logitech. That's, that's, that's what that it. is or Yeti. So, right. but what does it, what does it mean to you? I'd love to actually hear your thoughts as well. Like, what does that mean in your yeah. book? So, um, the, the way we approach, and actually this has been such an issue that we just finished producing and we're about to launch next week, a full scale workshop on, 
on brand. It's called Come brand. On. It's called brand is gravity. I'll show you some stuff after the podcast. For sure. Yeah. And it for me, the way we approach it and the way I personally approach it, I say I follow, you know who Seth Godin is, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure. So yeah. Seth Seth established a really uh, solid stake in the ground years ago when he said, you know, brand is the feeling that you get that when you see, hear, relate to, interact with a company, a business, and that that feeling is actually what draws you closer to them or mm-hmm. repels you. It draws you toward purchasing decisions or against it. So I've really just taken that and just like, you know, like good writers borrow, great writers steal. So going back, I'd love to hear what you think as far as how you've been in the executive world, you've been in an executive in large companies. Yep. Like, how, what would you say to executives that you're like, hey, this is how you should really be approaching brand and how to use it to align your team like what would you say to that yeah so for starting with like big companies like you're saying again so the aerospace company that i i'm i'm still in aerospace so oh, cool. i and i i love it it's it's a great it's a great There's something really cool about being able to say that oh, oh yeah I, i'm, well, I'm in, <laughs> to me who maybe it's not as cool as i think but when you say that i'm just like dude that's so super cool <laughs> yeah i have to always give this disclaimer if i go like to any marketing things i have to say like i'm not an astronaut and I'm not a fighter pilot and I'm not a skydiver. And people are like, well, what do you do? I'm like, I, I run operations. And like, oh, they're like, okay. So what does I that analyze mean? Like, the fuel bill. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're like a manufacturer of aircraft parts. And we, we have been for a long time. And uh, I run five departments within the company. And um, it, it's... There's something like you said earlier about being in a corporate environment. I think a lot of it's not as sexy or attractive to to younger generations these days, but there's so much to be learned in an actual corporate America job. Um, It's a discipline that you you won't get without going that route or it'd be much harder for you to to grasp. Absolutely. Um, you can get it long term for sure. But anyway, kind of going back to this question here. So thinking about like these these bigger companies being on brand and things like that. Some of these companies I'm finding, these these large ones, they've been around for so long that that wasn't really what people looked for at that point, right? Mm-hmm. So like when they started their company, maybe 30, 40 years ago, people just needed someone to work with at that point. You know, like it was <laughs> right. like, I found you, I've been working with you for that long. And <laughs> at that point, as long as you did everything you were supposed to do, like delivered stuff on time, made sure that you weren't rude to them on the phone and things like that, doing all those different things, when you weren't getting into all that, like you were fine, they could kind of stick with you, yep. right? So what I've found though in today's world that satisfying or uh, meeting the expectation is no longer enough for companies anymore to do. You've now got to be able to delight your customers, yep. I'm finding. Yeah. And uh, as, as people phase out, I'm looking at in the industry of aerospace, that's my industry. As people phase out and you got these newer people coming in, maybe they came from a different industry that was more um, uh, like, you know, hotel chains and things yep. like that, where they're, they're used to better customer service and things like that. They're not, they're not happy with meeting the expectation anymore. They want to see so much more than that. So you just being like this, this wall of a business they can work with isn't enough. They want to actually see the brand. They want to see the personality, yep. even if it's quirky, funny. You know, a company that did this really well is actually, um, I don't, I don't eat at this place, but Wendy's, yep. you ever seen like their Twitter? Oh, yeah. It's hysterical. Oh, yeah. So funny. But that to them, that's the brand they've created. You know, like that's something that people love. And pe- I, I guarantee you people eat there because of that Twitter feed. They look at it like, this is hilarious. Let's go to, let's go right, there. Because there's some you know, level of hap- deeper value besides yes. the burger and the fries. Which right. everybody knows is going to kill you in the end, right? <laughs> At least if I'm happy and I'm laughing, then it's worth it. I get that. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> They're saying it every day. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're voting with their checkbook. Or Did I answer your question there, though? So, is that, is that yeah, where, we're, uh, well, where we're going with well, that? Well, so you were saying that the people that are now coming into the aerospace industry, in your observation, mm-hmm. right, that have come from like hospitality and other industries, yeah. like you're seeing this ingrained desire 
to hit something deeper than just the parts that you're selling or manufacturing. Right, exactly. And because, yep. why do you think that is? Like, what do you think it is that makes a person say, you know what? Yeah, okay, so we're selling parts, but like, it should be deeper. Like, why do you think that connects? Yeah, and, and you know, it goes further real quick than just the people that are coming from those other industries. It's also just younger generations. Okay. So when people yep. are coming out of college and things like that, you know, it's the younger generation, people coming from those more hospitality-driven industries. But what I find is, and this is going to maybe go way deeper than you it's want okay. wanted no. to, so just cut me off whenever Dive you're ready. <laughs> Dive right in. <laughs> um, we live in a world that's more connected than ever before, but we're more lonely than we've ever been. So and true. if you think about a nine-to-five job, that's where you spend the majority of your life. The person that I'm sitting next to at my job, I sit next to them eight hours a day, yeah. right? Uh, I see that person more than anyone else I'm ever going to see in my life if we work together long term. So the thing is, again, we're, we're more connected than ever before, but we're more alone than ever before. Even at a job, people are looking for some form of deep connection or community or feeling of belonging. Yeah. When you're hiding behind just a giant business that people can't really... They don't see a brand behind it. They just see this is where I get this stuff from. When they have that feeling behind it, it's there's no way for them to connect with it. And I find that a lot of big aerospace companies, including mine at one yep. point, thankfully, we've really done a good job developing our brand, who we want to be known as. But for a while, we were losing a lot of business to smaller to smaller manufacturing firms yeah. because people were like, oh, well, this guy over here, he's like, you know, he's into all the same stuff I am. Like, he loves hunting. I love yeah. hunting. So we're like, we're, we're kind of like now we're friends. And that's what his whole company's yeah, built he's around. He's a passionate human. Yeah. He's not just like exactly. spitting out parts. Exactly. Yeah. And we've done a great job of creating a culture internally that has been able to say, this is our brand. This is who we are. And this is what we want people to see when they're working with us. And because of that, yep. we've been able to build something that our customers love working with us. And I think that big businesses need to adapt to that because if you're not adapting and we're like, you're starting to crash. I mean, you see big uh, restaurant chains disappearing, uh, clothing, you know, clothing stores and things oh, like yeah. that. They're just kind of disappearing. They're closing like rapidly mm-hmm. because they don't really have a brand. They used to just be where you get clothes and people used to go there to get clothes because that's what now they needed. Now it's not but the now, least convenient thing yeah. anymore. Right? Yeah. People want to have an experience. That's so true. You know, so like what I'm hearing you say, like if I'm reading between the lines, larger companies need to develop the brand because people, even the buyers, right? Even though you have these buyers, but mm-hmm. they still care about human things. And right. then it kind of goes the other way too. And people want to work somewhere where they care about human things. So there's like this center point where it's both outward and inward. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you, you know, at the, at the end of the day, real quick, yeah, so, sorry, go, there. Go I, I just had this thought. I want to really get this out because I think it's really important. I think a lot of big businesses that might listen to something like this might be saying, well, we're really, we're business to business. We're just providing a service. But at the end of the day, all of us, whether you're B2B, whatever you think you are, you really, we're all P to P. We're all person to person. There is a human element behind everything we do. And we have to remember that at the end of the day, it's about that human interaction and connection. And that's something that's growing more and more needed in the world we live in that's becoming more lonely. That's true. You know, I think that a really good evidence of this is the LinkedIn community. And I think most people that watch the show are probably on LinkedIn um, and probably true for a lot of your audience as well, if not all of it. For sure. Um, Absolutely. and, And so like what's happened with LinkedIn, the platform over the last year is it's actually become a social platform platform. Like mm-hmm. it, historically speaking, it's been like a resume. You only go on LinkedIn right. if you're looking for a job or you're trying to like, are the sales guys, it's either sales guys are looking for a job, right? I'm right. trying to get leads and nobody wants to talk to me or I'm trying to find who <laughs> I want to work for next. So, but now yeah. we're actually looking at that. You know, like you said, you call it person to person and you're starting to see this human interaction on LinkedIn and it's starting to explode and thrive because it's almost like there's been this pent up demand in the professional world to like kind of blur the line between business and personal. 
So when right. I share stuff, when I give you access to my life, when I when I am willing to have open conversations, right? All of a sudden I am vulnerable. And I I'd be lying if I said people didn't haven't used that in the past and gotten me to the point where like, man, that really stings. I wish maybe wish I didn't do that, but the macro is like it takes vulnerability to actually build relationship. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And and even in a marriage, it's you know, not just not just in like with individuals, other people in your life, yeah. but at the end of the day, it is a risk. Yeah. Like you're taking a all risk day. by putting yourself out there. Because all of us have these walls up. And I think that you know, I'm not gonna blame everything on social media because I think everyone goes that way, but it is a big factor in the fact that you now have a wall in front of yep. you. I mean, for a while I think Facebook yeah, Facebook even called that. You had your wall mm-hmm. where you could just show That's people right. what they want to see. About you know? that. And you don't have to be vulnerable, right? <laughs> right. It's the best this is my best life right now. That's my best life. Here you go. That's a great point. What is your advice to those people who are just stepping out into the world when it comes to building their business and brand and being the person that they want to be and want everyone else to relate to, basically? Man, I got a lot of thoughts. I on know this. you do. I know. I just loaded question. I just opened loaded the, question. that whole thing because I'm going to give people a chance to connect with you, and hopefully, we can drive a lot of these people into your ecosystem as well. Man, I, I appreciate that. Um, so when I think about this, like let's just jump right past the legal yeah, side. Yeah, that, that's no, all right. totally fine. It's, it's un- Okay, it's unfortunate, but we live in a world where you do have to take care of things legally first. And that is a sign of maturity if you decide to go that route. Because a lot of people listening to this, listen to my podcast, they they just are straight up like, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to skip that. And it is what it is. But at the end of the day, it's a sign of maturity and showing that you're serious if you go that route. So after that, and we live in a world where you have to, but after that, the next thing that we kind of get into, for me, I think that as a recovering perfectionist, (laughs) don't chase perfection is the first thing I'm going to say. So I used to be the guy who said, I'm not going to launch anything Uh, it's done. And perhaps I could even blame my business background because we didn't, you know, when you're in a big corporation, you don't launch anything till it's as close to perfect as this it can could be, be a right? support group. I'm with you on this one. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, my problem was I had the idea of doing, not creating a brand, but my previous project that I talked about was a little bit sloppy, a little bit messy because I finally just ended up launching it. But I sat on that for years before I actually did anything. Yep. My big thing is to take action. Um, I'm reading a book right now. I got, I got a pre-release of a book from a close friend of mine. Um, it's called Start Ugly. By Chris Kermensos. He's the uh, he runs Podfest Multimedia Expo, nice. the CEO of that. And um, this whole concept of starting ugly is just to go ahead and and do something, produce something, do it with excellence, do it the best of your ability, let yourself be shown through it, but get out there and start doing things. So I think the biggest thing I can tell people is is just get started with something. Like figure out what you want to do, your purpose, your vision, sit down and really think about that and go after mm-hmm. it. And the thing is, some of us we have such a big vision that we um we bite off more than we can chew to start, you know, even if we're not addicted to perfection, let's say that's not you. We look at this thing and we're like, okay, I want to, okay. (laughs) We look at this big thing. We're like, man, I want to have like, you know, I want to start doing like a a conference every year. I want there to be like 500 people there. I want to do this. So we look at like all these things we have to do to get there. Right. So you got to have like, my Twitter's got to be on point. Yep. Uh, people are still using Facebook. I got to be on there. I got to have my my social media stories on Instagram going every 15 minutes. I got to get people engaged. And we bite off so much more than we can chew when at the end of the day, if you would just find the one thing that makes you you, that makes you as a brand stand out and that can really make you grow and bring you close to your vision and do that one thing really yep. well instead of a hundred things by just spreading yourself so thin, that yeah. makes way more sense. Uh, you, you know, you don't have to have the online course right now and the, uh, the live, the live podcast episode. Like you don't have to do both yep. right now. Pick one that's going to bring you closer to where you want to go. And that's great. That is amazing advice. And I can second all of that. Well, Alex, I can't thank you enough for spending time with us today. Um, man, I, we're going to, we're going to link up all your stuff 
to this For podcast sure. episode because I know you have a lot going you. on. So we'll try to like get it clear. But if you could just in closing, could you just tell people where the best place to connect with you is? Um, if you have like one or two places where you say, hey, if you want like the the sharpest version of me, go here. Yeah. So I have an online community. You can go to creatingabrand.com. You'll see the links for it everywhere. The online community is the best place to get in contact with me. Anyone who's a member of my community gets 110% of awesome. me. Like that's where I'm pouring all of my time, all my energy. If that's something you're like, I don't want to be on another, it's its own social media platform. Oh, cool. So it's completely separate from anything else out there. Um, so if you're like, that's not for me, I don't want that. Um, you can email me, alex at creatingabrand.com. I'm available. I love to help people. So I'm going to do anything I can add value. But uh, Paul, I got to say, man, you're, you're one, you're a great interview. But this was like, you kept this flowing really good, man. I've been a guest on on a number of podcasts and I've interviewed a lot of people. So I have respect for what you're doing. Your audience needs to keep on listening to you, man. You're going places. I love it. I appreciate that so much. It was a pleasure to have you. Talk to you soon. Yeah, man. Thank you again. So there you have it. I think that we uh, hit the bell on that one. So that's it for episode 92. Thank you so much for spending some time and attention here with us, here with me, here with Alex. And I hope you have an amazing week of just doing something. Start ugly, get it going, make progress, release it into the world. And that's it. I hope you do it this week. That's your clarity for the week. Episode 92 in the can. See you soon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.